students planning to go to college should go with a joy in their heart and not a fear of failure. I have often had students and parents come to me in the past when I was a learning disability specialist at the college to talk about the options that they had as far as help was concerned at the college because they were really afraid that heading to college was going to be a bad situation, that there was going to be a struggle, and that they were very afraid that their child would fail the attempt of going to college. It's not an uncommon fear, especially when you've struggled a lot in high school with a disability, no matter what the disability is. And so today I want to address some of those questions and some of those situations and offer you some suggestions about some of the things that you could do as a parent to address the concerns about failing. So welcome to College Disabilities and Success, Episode 53, Knowledge is Power, Avoiding Fear of Failing, with Mickey Hayes. The opinions in this podcast are my own, but please reach out to your college, physician, or legal services for additional information. One of the first things that you should know if failure is a concern for you or your child is that if you have a documented disability, you can get accommodations for any program, any class, any course that the college offers. And that includes courses like GED classes for students who don't have a degree and special interest courses, continuing education courses. The colleges offer a lot of resources that aren't necessarily the degree-seeking programs. And if you are a student at a college, if you've been admitted to the college into any kind of course or class and you have a documented disability, you need to see the Disability Services Office to find out exactly how they can accommodate you in that course. Because it isn't just the degree-seeking courses that they can help you in. They can help you in just about any course that's out there that the college is sanctioning. Now, I mentioned continuing education classes. A lot of colleges offer continuing education classes, special interest classes, whatever name they are under. They are non-degree-seeking, non-credit-bearing classes but they are held at the college, and they are held in a college environment. And a lot of times, dipping your toe in the water, so to speak, by starting out with a non-degree-seeking course can make a big difference in adjusting to the concept of going to college. So it's an easy way to have success in a program or a course that you might be interested in that the college is offering. I mean, it could be something such as gardening or flower arranging or a CPR course or a parenting course or any number of courses that a college offers. There are a lot of them out there. And there's always somebody at the college who can give you that information. So special interest courses are a nice way to dip your toe in the water, so to speak. Now, the other thing you could do is you can take a class with a friend. Sign up for one class, a class that you can take with a buddy, and you can help each other. You can make sure that each of you is doing what needs to be done, that knows what needs to be done, that can get help. If one can get help, they can help the other. So taking a class with a friend is a really, really good idea. And it's an easy way to get support and avoid that feeling of just being alone and not knowing what to do. Now, all colleges also have career counselors and career programs, 
and they can give you an assessment at the Career Center to help you get a handle on a plan or a course of action or a curriculum that would be good for you. So if you're unsure of what you want to do or where you want to go, but you know you want to try college, but you're really afraid it's not going to work, talk to the career counselor and see what resources they have that they can offer you that could make a difference in your plans. Another thought is if it's entirely possible and you have a friend who's already in college, ask if you can shadow that friend at the college. You may be able to sit in on some classes. You could meet with counselors. You can meet with disability services. But do it with your friend because your friend is already in the college and they can show you the ropes, so to speak, and give you a sense of what you can expect as far as your scheduling is concerned and as far as the help that you can get at the college level. Again, that's a way to ease into college, become familiar with college, and smooth over that sense of fear that you might feel you're going to experience when you get into the college. Now, let's say that you've decided, all right, I'm going to try this. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to sign up for a credit-bearing course. Well, if that is the case, then one of the first things you should do before you do a single thing is go and talk to the disability services counselor. Disability services vary so much from one college to another. So you have to decide how user-friendly your college is going to be, if they're going to give you the accommodations that you think you need, and what kind of documentation they're going to expect in order for you to be a student register with the disability services as a student with a disability. Now, one of the accommodations that students with disabilities counselors can arrange for a student with a disability is a reduced course load accommodation. Now, a reduced course load means that you can take less than full-time credits and yet have the advantages of being a full-time student. So if you know that a full-time credit load is going to be way too much because of the disability issues you're dealing with, then talk to them about a reduced course load option and find out exactly how that college handles that arrangement. Do they have any special parameters or rules or conditions for you to get that accommodation? I had several students who would come to me once a semester, and you usually do the reduced course load every semester at the beginning of the semester before you get your schedule going. But I would have students come to me every semester with that same accommodation request. Now, it's going to take longer to graduate, obviously, because you're not taking a full course load, but it will help ease that sense and that fear of not doing well. So it's just very important for you to talk to the disability services to see how they might be able to help you, especially with a reduced course load accommodation. Now, something else that's important to do to avoid problems is to look at the college calendar. I find that that is one of the biggest issues that I had with students when they were first new to college because they weren't used to the rigor of deadlines. Every college has its own calendar, and the deadlines are pretty firm you usually cannot get any adjustment on that college calendar deadlines, and especially, especially financial aid deadlines. So you have to be aware of financial aid deadlines, drop ad deadlines, 
withdrawal deadlines, and you need to know and understand the difference in those terms. There's a difference between dropping a course and withdrawing from a course, and when you do it, and what it's going to end up costing you up front with money. So that is a question you need to talk to your counselor about. Find out exactly what those deadlines are and make sure that you make plans and arrangements to deal with those deadlines accordingly. That is a huge issue for a lot of students and that will definitely help you avoid that fear of failure because you won't be surprised by something you should have done and didn't do especially where financial aid and finances are concerned. So you follow up with those people every chance you can, whenever you have a question. Now, along the same lines would be the syllabus that your professor gives you. Every professor will give you a syllabus within the first few days of class. And you need to think of that syllabus as a contract with the professor. It has all the rules and regulations and parameters and guidelines for taking their class. And sometimes your accommodations conflict with the information in the syllabus. So you need to make sure that your professor understands your accommodations and understands your needs. You don't need to tell them all the secret details about your disability. That's really not anybody's business. But you do need to follow up with the professor to make sure that your accommodations and your and professor syllabus don't conflict with each other. Now, another thing that you could do to avoid that fear of failing and not making it is to visit the professors during their office hours. The professors are lonely people during their office hours because students really don't come that often to visit. And so stopping in periodically to talk to the professor during office hours to get clarification, to ask some questions, or to get a better sense of what they expect from you, that's a good idea. And if you can establish a relationship at some point with your professors, that will go a long way in easing that anxiety over possible failing. If you get a chance, listen to one of the earlier podcasts I did where I interviewed a former student named Jimmy. And Jimmy talked about his learning disability, and he talked about how one of the priorities that he had was to make sure that he stopped and talked to the professors. And it's actually led to a career for Jimmy working at a college. So the college environment, although challenging and frightening at first, became such a comfort level to him and such a success for him that he ended up making a career out of it. So when you get a chance, go to episode episode 22, Jimmy Shares His LD Story. Since today's episode is all about avoiding the fear of failure, I tried to think of all the things that I could that would make a difference when you're struggling at college. I don't know if you've ever heard of something called NCR paper or note taker paper, but you can buy it online. It's carbon paper carbonless paper, I guess. How it works is one person takes a set of notes and then gives a copy of that set of notes that they took to a friend. And so it's a very easy way if you're in a class and you're struggling with the notes and the information in the class, if you're there with a friend, like I suggested earlier, and you know that friend can take a good set of notes or between the two of you, you can have a decent set of notes. Getting a package of the NCR paper or the carbon paper to share between the two of you is a really good way 
to ensure that you are getting a decent set of notes. That is an option. You could also possibly, possibly record the class. Now, that is usually a formal accommodation that disability services would require the teacher to do because many professors are a little bit anxious about being recorded. And so if you have a professor that you don't think is going to be concerned about it, but you don't have the accommodation permission for it, talk to that professor up front ahead of time and ask that person if they are okay with you recording. Sometimes recording the class gets into the area of confidentiality especially if it's a discussion class where a lot of people talk in the class. And that's where things kind of get a little sticky in terms of what is allowed and not allowed. So be cautious of that. Know it's an option, but make sure that you talk to the people involved so that they're aware that you are doing that. Don't do it on the sly or secretly because that will come back to become a problem. It's just another way to get a recording of what the class did that day. Colleges are very open. They don't have bell structures. They don't have requirements where everybody has to be at a certain place at a certain time. So you have a lot more flexibility and freedom to come and go. And that is a temptation many, many times that you put your work off until later because you want to go do something fun with your friends. And I get that. I understand that. I really do. But if you think about your priorities and you think about where you can study. Colleges have a lot of little hidey holes in them where you can go study. You could go to a library, uh, maybe up on a second or third floor away from the crowds and work up there to study. Sometimes at the student union or cafeteria, wherever students gather to eat, sometimes there's study areas in there. Sometimes there's tutoring centers on campus. And they have study areas where you can work and get help if you need it. So explore the campus, know the campus, and think about when the best time is for you to study. Are you better off studying in the morning or are you better off studying in the evening? Are you fresher in the morning? Do you remember things more easily in the morning? Time of day makes a big difference. In between classes, what do you do in between your classes? How do you waste that time in between your classes? Do you just go hang out? There's a certain amount of that that's fun and you need to do that. But you can also use that time to go hang out in the library and find a corner to study in. There are a lot of options at college, so you need to explore those because you have a lot more freedom to move about than you ever had in high school. Now, the last thing that I'm going to talk about has to do with keeping in touch with disability services. I had a lot of students who came to the college, got their accommodations, went off on their own, and never saw me again. At disability services, they go on the theory that no news is good news. So if you don't come and tell them that there's a problem going on in a class, they are not going to know. They just aren't because it isn't their job to check up on you. Their job is to run interference when you have an issue or a problem. Faculty don't usually come to disability services and say, so-and-so is not passing in my class, and I know they have a disability, and maybe there's something you could do to help. Very, very rare for a faculty member to do that. There are a few who will, but it's very, very rare for a faculty member to do that. The only way that a disability services staff member would know that you need help is if you came and told them about it. Now think about this logically. 
If you wait till the problem becomes big, they're not going to be able to help. There's only so much they can do. And especially if you wait till real close to the end of the semester. When you have failed a class is not the time to go and talk to disability services about it. Before that happens is the time to go and talk to disability services about it. So it's very, very important that you keep in touch with disability services counselors when you hit a wall or run into a problem because they can usually help you pretty easily if they know about it quickly. But the longer you wait, the more complicated it gets and the more of a likelihood is that they're not going to be able to do exactly what you hope they can. So when all else fails, (laughs) talk to disability services and see what they could do to help make a difference. Students planning to go to college should go with a joy in their heart and not a fear of failure. So do some of the things that I suggested today to counteract that fear of failure and become a successful college student who could possibly help others who have that same fear. Remember, you're not alone out there. Pretty much any student that came to college was afraid it wasn't going to work. So take action and reach out to Disability Services for support. That's why they're there. If you would like more information about today's episode and about heading to college and knowing what to expect when you get into college and wondering what questions you should ask when you get to college, check out my handout, my free ebook, Insights from a Disability Specialist. It's about five or six pages long. It's very short, but it has over 30 questions in it that you should already know the answers to before you get to college. And if you don't know those answers, then you need to have those conversations with the Disability Services Office to get the answers that you need. So that link will be in the show notes as well. And you can get that link on mickeyteaches.com, M-I-C-K-I-E teaches.com. If you have any questions about anything, please don't hesitate to drop me an email at mickeyteaches at gmail.com. I've seen a lot of students succeed, and you or your child can certainly be one of them. But there are some things that you could do to ease into the college life. And I'll be happy to talk to anybody about any questions or concerns or issues that you have with heading off to college. In the meantime, I hope everything goes well as you're planning your future and planning your college dreams you can be a success. There's no doubt about it. Have a great rest of the day, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Information contained throughout this podcast has been gleaned from my own personal experiences. But to ensure accuracy, please contact the Disability Services at the college of your choice to have first-hand information and the most up-to-date policies and procedures followed by your particular institution of higher education. The content in any of these podcasts is not intended as a substitute for information from legal, educational, or medical professionals. Always seek the advice of your attorney or qualified health care provider with any questions you may have with regards to legal, educational, or medical concerns.